0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey,
1: everybody. Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Variety and iHeart Podcast, The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today's guest is Joey King. From her Emmy, Golden Globe, and SAG-nominated work in the act to the new Kissing Booth sequel, the 20-year-old actress is quickly becoming one of Hollywood's most wanted. I caught up with King from her home in Los Angeles to talk about life after the act, why the Kissing Booth movies are critic-proof, and how she copes with one of today's harshest side effects of Hollywood stardom, online trolling. So stick around, I'll have Joey King coming up after the break. Welcome back to the Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Here's Joey King, star of The Kissing Booth 2.
2: Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I am,
2: I am good. I'm very good.
1: Look at that hair.
2: I know, right?
1: It looks, looks good. So long. Yeah. Oh, hello, doggy.
2: This is Angel. Who is-
1: angel how old is angel
2: angel is 13 i know
1: 13
2: 13 she's gonna be 14 this december
1: oh my god that's like that's a pretty good age for a little dog like that because i had a yorkie he did well he he lasted for 10
2: oh
1: yeah but now we have two other ones who are she's she's getting up
2: there i just found out like i took her to the vet the other day and her jaw is like deteriorating so she's got like a broken jaw kind of right now just because of her old age and i'm just like like so sad she's getting so old she has she's had to have 25 teeth pulled ah Sure, but I mean, she had like when she was younger, that happened. It's just like as like little Yorkies, they're just like their yeah. mouths, like they just they have such bad problems.
1: Thir- thirteen is that's that's crazy. That's good. That's he really
2: really good. Good girl. girl. Oh she my god. So Look at those eyes.
1: She, like she looks so York. young yeah. too. She does. That's why when you said thirteen, I was like, what? Yeah. So how are you? How are you doing in the upside down world?
2: I'm fine. Um, I mean, I'm good. I, I, it's, it's crazy. My house is kind of, it's under like construction right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, all that while like pandemic is happening and like, it's just been crazy, but lots of cooking is happening over here. Lots of, you know, watching reality shows together with my (laughs) mom and my sister. It's been, it's been interesting. What about you? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. You know, we're in our apartment and, you know, little L.A. and just variety. We're working. Variety is just it's been nonstop, um, which has been great. My dogs are barking now, of course, as soon as I started Zoom, the dogs yeah. bark. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of been nonstop working from home. I went to the office yesterday for the first time since lockdown. And it was just so creepy. Like, I go to my desk. It was like, a, like I have a jacket hanging there with a bow tie, like, waiting for me to go somewhere.
2: Oh, like, no. god. this is so
1: ghost town-like, you know?
2: It was so weird.
1: Um, Kissing Booth 2. It's really sweet and fun. <laughs> and when you signed up for the first movie, did you sign up for 1 and 2 all at the same time? Or did you wait to see how 1 did?
2: Well, the first movie, actually, like, it was kind of just like this beautiful little surprise. Like, the first movie, Mm -hmm. uh, it was in Netflix's independent uh, department, and they weren't, like, expecting too much out of it. They were like, go make this movie, have fun, and, like, you know, give us a movie afterwards. And so (laughs) when the trailer, the first trailer released, it started tracking so well and just gathered so many views. We were like, what's happening? So we only signed on for one movie. And then the fan reaction was absolutely incredible. So then when they asked us to do the second one, it was just like, it was almost, it was like a no brainer because, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we were all going on to other projects and we were working on different things. I had just finished the act. Um, But when the fan reaction was that strong and it made us feel so loved, it was like, you know, why wouldn't we come back and give the fans just like another boost of love? Because it was just (laughs) so fun.
1: Is it so strange though? Like in the kissing booth scene, I'm like people kissing, it's weird during watching it during this pandemic. We're not supposed to, it was so, it was just took on a different level that obviously no one would expect.
2: I know. I know. It's crazy because like you watch it and you're like, Oh, look at how close and loving to each other everyone is you're like oh my god when's the next time we're all gonna be able to hug each other like you know what i mean it's just well
1: that's i mean if there's a kissing booth three can there be a kissing booth three (laughs) because you can't kiss
2: can people even kiss i don't know
1: definitely not just random people from school i would think
2: but it's weird it's like a world in which you know i'm i'm one of those people that was like if someone was like oh can i have a sip or can i have a bite i'm like go for it i'm not a germaphobe and now i'm like I am now a germaphobe.
1: (laughs) I know. It's really, um, it's strange. It's like one minute I'll be okay and, you know, we'll get takeout food. And I'm like, okay. And then next minute I'm like, should we even be taking takeout food? Like, it's just every day it's a new thing.
2: It's hard. It's like, it's like, where do you you draw your own line for like humanity versus like just being like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, do I want to get takeout food? You're like, I want to support small businesses. And I also want to give myself sanity. By like I don't know having some normalcy. It's just tough.
1: <laughs> um, and you were in a movie called Quarantine. Yes, I was. <laughs> so, are you having flashbacks to the movie right now? I mean, so
2: crazy. It was like one of my one of my earlier movies. I was seven years old when I made that movie, and um, it was a little scarier. It was more about um, like zombie, like quarantine, like apocalypse kind of thing. But it wasn't mm-hmm. really an apocalypse. It was taking place in this one little hotel. And what my favorite part about that movie was is I played a young girl who got infected and like bit a bunch of people. It was crazy. It was, it was insane. But it is, it is insane to me. Like, I, like, you know, being in a movie called Quarantine during this time, I have so many people texting me, being like, I didn't know you were in this movie. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like really, really young, but it's so cool.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm going through your credits and I'm like. Oh, my God, she's in a movie called Quarantine. It's, like,
2: it's too perfect, right?
1: <laughs> and a lot of people think we are in the apocalypse and that, you know, we are going to turn into zombies. So there's always that fear. Oh, I don't
2: like <laughs> to think about those things. It scares me, it scares me a lot. So
1: why do you think Kissing Booth resonated so much? Why do you think it was such a hit?
2: I think for me, like, the way I view it is there's so many incredible... You know, con- there's so much incredible content out there, where there's movies or TV shows that have such deep subject matter, even if it's funny or even if it's. I think that people were kind of craving like that classic John Hughes just feel good movie, and there hasn't been a lot of that. And I think when the kissing booth came out, it just ticked all those boxes of that just feel good, summery vibes. And I think our characters, the way they were written, they they talk like real people. You know, like my character L, she's not you know, the outcast or the popular girl. She's just a girl that goes to school and, like, you know, has some friends, has a best friend. And I think what resonates so much about her is that she's just your every girl. And, you know, it's it's nice to be able to see somebody that reminds you of yourself. And I think that that's why my character resonated with, with people. And I think the whole movie was just, like, it's just pure fun to watch. Yeah. And so the second one... um I mean, can I even say this, and I do mean this it's It's honestly like it's I love the first movie, but it's better than the first movie like and I know that that's crazy to say about a sequel because that's not often what you hear, but it's true.
1: <laughs> Why do you say that?
2: something about it. I think that like the spirit of like all of us knew what we were coming back into, and like that it had already done so well, and all of us already knew each other, we are friends with each other, and so the energy of us being back together just like exudes on camera we're all we all just are so happy to be with one another but also the story and the way like you know we had a little bit bigger about it this time thank you netflix um we got to do more cool stuff and it looks so good and it's i don't know i'm just i'm so thrilled i i'm i'm so thrilled with it
1: is there a part of you that it's almost like haha you critics because critics it wasn't their favorite movie in the world um but is there a disconnect between what viewers want and what critics think are good
3: movies
2: for sure i mean i i understand that critics weren't like all over this movie but that's the thing it's not meant for it's not meant for like it's not it's not like meant for critics to be like wow what a what a what a movie (laughs) you know what i mean it's meant for watch and have a great time. And what audiences want a lot of the time is to have a great time. And I'm thankful that I got to do something like the act too, where like critics were like, oh that's awesome. But also like not everything you do has to be a critical acclaim. Doesn't mean it's not successful and it doesn't mean it's not one of my favorite products I've absolutely worked on ever. Um and just like the fan reaction to it, it's like that is that is all the criticism I need as far as just like the way it fills my heart. It's so beautiful and exciting to see how people respond to it. So, you know, I, 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 appreciate critics very much so, but this movie, you know, just, it's not for you and I'm sorry about it, but it's a great movie. <laughs> you know, I don't do it so that every single time I work, I'm just going to be like praised beyond praise by critics. <laughs> I do it because I want to work on the things that make me happy and working on things that are super serious and that are super dramatic, make me so happy. And working on things like the kissing booth also makes me so happy. So it's, I, I feel very fortunate that I, I am given the opportunity as an actor to be able to do all of the above.
1: So in Kissing with Two, we're not gonna give too many spoilers away, but another boy is involved, a new boy at the school um, who Elle is fond of. Um, So are you more team Noah or team Marka?
2: Ooh, that is (laughs) such a good question. And I am so excited. Um, for those hashtags to be thrown around when the movie comes out. I don't want to say what team I'm on, um, but I just like, you know, I just keep dropping hints every now and then on my Instagram and little Easter eggs and my interviews, just like I'm team whatever, but I'm, I'm excited for people to see the outcome of two and kind of just have their own opinions on it. Cause I mean, team Noah, team Marco, both are great. Um, and I just, I'm excited to to hear it. It's, it's kind of, you know, like that uh, Edward and, um, what's his name?
1: Bella. Uh, Edward and, uh, wait, Jacob. it was Bella. Jacob, yes. Team Jacob. Edward, Edward and Jacob. Team... I,
2: I'm, yes. I'm excited for people to have those conversations, just like I had those conversations when that movie came out.
1: When you were younger, were you team Jacob or team Edward?
2: It was team Edward.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I love how you say that, like, you're not sure if you should be saying that. I Why don't Edward? know.
2: I was, I was team Edward. I I always was like, Robert Pattinson, oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those. You were a try hard
2: I was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, you had to go back to work with someone who is a work relationship, became a private relationship, back to a work relationship. <laughs> yeah. How was that?
2: Um, How do you do you that? Know, it's everyone's favorite question. Um, but, uh, you know, just, it was, it was what it was. It was work. We had to get through it together. Um, but I think that for me, my, like, love for the project was, like, I would do anything to play L Evans again. And so being able to come back as her, as her, every, your Elle always needs her Noah. So, I mean, I was very excited to be able to, Jump back in the saddle with Jacob and hop in those roles because you know they made they they have like a huge impact on our lives personally and for better or for worse I don't regret anything that happened ever and so I'm I'm really happy that I got to share that experience with not only him but the whole cast so it worked out great.
1: And listen, you're a fan of Twilight. It happened during Twilight, also. You know,
2: (laughs) just so funny. My life is a parallel.
1: I'm going to take a short break right now, but when we return, King opens up about learning to cope with online trolling.
3: Plus, find out what she's been binging during quarantine. It's safe to say 2020 was one of the most difficult years ever for so many, and these remain very challenging times. That's why I'm here to ask you, how can I help? My name is Dr. Gail Saltz, host of the new weekly podcast, How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz. Brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, best-selling author, and I'm here to help. Join me every Friday where you can ask your most pressing questions and get helpful guidance on topics ranging from coping with anxiety and mood, relationships, to family and parenting issues, to workplace dynamics, to dealing with COVID fatigue, and everything in between. While it has been a tough time, you don't have to navigate it alone. So, how can I help? You can send your questions anonymously to me at HowCanIHelp at SenecaWomen.com, and I will answer with specific advice and understanding. Listen to How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of my chat with Joey King. Kissing Booth 3?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: What do you do do know, but I know you can't say. What do you want to do?
2: (laughs) I mean, I love Elle, and I want to be her always. So I would love a 3, but um, I just, yeah, I'm excited to see what people say about 2 first, and then we'll see what happens.
1: And what I love also about Kissing Booth, you know, as popcorn-y and fluffy and rom-com as it is, I love the diversity. Mm-hmm. There is a great storyline in number two, um, a queer storyline, and it's amazing. And I will tell you that I got emotional at one point.
2: Me too.
1: Because, you know, I, 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 my producers hear me talk about this all the time. There just seem to be all these projects right now with gay couples, gay... You know, romance. And for me as a gay guy, you know, I didn't have that when I was younger. Yeah. And I all I do is think about, you know, the kid who is watching Kissing Booth 2 and going, oh my God, I'm going to be okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like my favorite thing about um, that specific storyline is that just like, you know, how I was saying, Elle Evans isn't like the popular girl or like the outcast, she's just a girl. All the friends of, the, those two characters are just like they're just dudes and they're just happy for their friends no matter what and there doesn't have to be this crazy like blow up thing dramatic storyline of, of you know despair it's like no like this is okay and and you know the more it's normalized on camera the more I think that people in actual schools will be more open and accepting and you know I just hope that um, our movie does inspire people in that way. And whenever I watch it too, I've watched it a couple times now. I, I like cheer in my I, on my couch and go oh <laughs> like that literally every time. It just makes me so happy.
1: What what was your favorite day on set?
2: My favorite day? Oh my god. Ooh. It's tough. Am I being funny about it or am I being serious about it? Um what you let me think about it. you know, one day the day that was like super fun was a I field day, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, that was such a fun. It was a very stressful day. We had to get, we shot that entire thing one day. We had that whole, wow. we had that whole thing in one day. It was so much fun, though. It was so much fun.
1: Are you athletic? Because that field day, there was some athleticism.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm a selective <laughs> athletic person. Like, if I know, like, for the kissing moves, <laughs> I had to, like, you know, be athletic, wear tiny outfits a lot, all that stuff. So I was like, I am an athlete for these couple of months. And then when I get home, (laughs) I sit on my ass and I do nothing. So, you know, I'm like an athlete when I want to (laughs) be. And you got to roll around in mud. I know. I love that. I love getting dirty (laughs) and I love like doing (laughs) gross stuff. It's so fun.
1: Um, So tell us about uh, the Marco character. Marco.
2: Marco is played by uh, Taylor Zakhar Perez. He's my favorite. We had so much he's, fun shooting
1: together. He's so ugly.
2: He's so, so ugly. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like the minute I met him, I, I like read him at the chemistry read and I was just like, who is that? he's amazing. Um, and we just had so much fun together on set. So Marco is this guy who transferred in senior year of high school. And he and Elle meet, and at first there's, like, some friction and tension. Um, Elle thinks he's a hottie, as does every single person in the school. And they build and the this whole, unlikely... And the, whole,
1: and the whole school knows that Elle thinks he's and a hottie. And the
2: whole school knows that Elle thinks he's a hottie. <laughs> well, just leave um, it
1: like that. That's a tease.
2: <laughs> exactly. And then um, they kind of form this unlikely friendship, and he actually winds up being a huge help to her in something that, she's like, she's at a little bit of a crossroads with. And, um, so he becomes like a a huge ally for her. And, you know, when someone who is just like as supportive as him, as giving as him to a character like Elle, um, you know, sometimes, you know, feelings develop, sometimes things happen and he just becomes this like pillar of strength for her. And it's just like really interesting to see their relationship develop and the way, you know, Noah's relationship with other people at school developed too. It's just like, two two lives are being lived yet they're also being lived together um because no one else are still you know in a storyline together so it's just it's really really interesting to see where those relationships go and um yeah and taylor's the best so
1: (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about life after the act how did your life change how did the meetings change for you the scripts i'm sure were different that came your way tell me a little bit about that
2: Oh, man, what an amazing ride. I was actually um, on set of The Kissing Booth when I found out about the nomination for the Emmys. Um, it was just like, the, that whole project, it was, and I, I I I've said this before, it's like everything about it was perfect. The fact that like, I got to work on a show that I was proud of, I had the most incredible time making it, and then I also got nominated, like, it's amazing. Like a lot of the time people who get nominated for something are like, oh yeah, that was a horrible shoot. It's so tough. Like, you know, I had all these factors that made it the most perfect experience in the world. I'm so close with Patricia now, Ana Sofia, like everyone involved. I'm so close with all of them. Um, it's just like my life changed so much after it too. Like you're saying, I, you know, after that I, I signed a first look deal with Hulu, which was very, very exciting for me. Um, and I've just been I've been able to be a little bit more picky, which I'm super appreciative of because, you know, actors oftentimes don't get the opportunity to work on the products that they really want to work on because they're just trying to like make sure that they keep, you know, working, keep going. And I've been so fortunate to be able to have a role like that and also be able to go back to something that's completely 180, then something like kissing booth, and just, you know, be a little bit more like decisive about what I want to do next um and the scripts that I want to read and the things I see come across my desk but um I mean my life has become so much grander since doing the act and I I it's I'm so I just it blows my mind every day that I got to be part of it honestly
1: so the first look deal with Hulu what, what are the project what's your dream project that like, you're waiting for that script to come across your desk
2: For me, it was, I mean, every role that I take, it's like, in a way, it is like a dream project. Because in that moment, I immerse myself so deeply in each character that I do. It becomes that dream role. Uh, I would definitely say Gypsy was a a dream, a dream job. um, But also, I can't wait for the next dream job. Because I, I don't plan on having my career end anytime soon. I plan on working very, very long time. Uh, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Uh, I, plan on, I plan on working a long, long time. And so I hope that I have many, many dream roles come across my desk and that I get to fulfill all of them.
1: Do you want to direct?
2: One day, for sure. Yeah? Absolutely. Why is that? Why is that? Because I've been in front of the camera for so many years. And in doing that, I've learned so much about each job around me. Uh, everyone on the crew, everyone behind the scenes, and I'm now producing myself as well. So I'm learning about that aspect of the world. I like to know the inner workings of what's going on around me. I like to really know about it and educate myself in it. I don't want to just show up on a set and be like, oh, I don't really know what's going on here, but I know what I'm doing. Um, so the idea of being able to learn as much as I can about the things around me and then maybe get in the saddle of you know, orchestrating it all, that sounds very exciting, but I want to craft my vision a little bit more before I even consider doing something like that, get more experience, even just watching things. Because I think with me and with a lot of people, I've got one of those brains that kind of goes all over the place and it's just excited by so many things. Like my brain's like, ooh, shiny. So I know that (laughs) if I directed something right now, I would try to incorporate all my favorite styles into one piece and that just wouldn't work. So I have to kind of decide on like what my vision is, what my style would be, and how to incorporate that and make it harmonious.
1: And you're only twenty, right? Yes. So you've been you've been doing this for enough. Like you said, you were talking about quarantine. You were seven when you did it. Um, how uh, how tough <clears throat> has your skin become? Because you know you're out there. There are critics. There are probably, I'm sure, there are auditions you went on that you wanted that you didn't get. How, as such a young person, to deal with that spotlight. <laughs> How do you? How do you? How does your skin get tough? And how did? How did you know the moment where it's like you know what? I'm not gonna let it bother me anymore.
2: Um, I mean, I've just had. uh, It's come to this point. Like, yeah, my skin is pretty tough now. Like, I've been given some pretty shocking feedback in my life, and also, you know, had people write some very interesting things about me on the internet. But um, it kind of just comes from like me, like, especially with getting jobs, like. It comes from like me just kind of being like, I'm not going to get my hopes up about anything until I am literally on that set, until I am making the show or the movie, because so many, I've, I, I've had a job where I've actually flown out to the location that fell apart like the day before we started shooting. Um, it's like, it's insane. What? I mean, things happen. The craziest wow. things happen in this industry. and So I, I do let myself get super excited, and sometimes it like gets me in trouble because then I get my heart broken. But you have to have that balance, kind of like what we were saying earlier, like humanity versus like whatever else. Like having too thick of a skin. So I definitely have a thick skin, but I also like I I get so excited and I get so bummed. Still, i even recently, like in recent years, I've cried over jobs and losing them. It's 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 right. tough. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, also like my mom always raised me with the mentality of. Like, who gives a crap? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they don't, if they don't, she always told me, she's like, if you don't get a job, it's honestly probably nothing personal. She's like, it's probably, maybe you remind them of a niece they don't like. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> um, but no, she, she's always, she's always been, like, very supportive in the way of, like, she's like, you hey, know, pick yourself back up, like, you're, you're going to be okay. And when it also comes to, I think that's something that's been more of a recent thing that I have that's newer for me since my name has become a little bit more of a household name Um, is the stuff that people say to me online. And they just like, I don't know. They don't, they don't really, I guess, think that maybe I see it, but I do. Um, But my sisters and my mom and everyone's been very much like, who cares? (laughs) So um, it's been really nice to have them. It's like, that's a new, that's kind of newer. I mean, I've had it a little bit over the years, especially when I shaved my head for the first time when I was 11. That was crazy. I was like, what's going on? Why do people hate me? Um, But now I feel like I have a lot tougher of a skin for that kind of stuff, too. Um, Because people will just say the craziest things. At this point, I'm like, wow, that was just creative. Wow.
1: So you said you've been watching reality shows. What are your favorites?
2: I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed Obsessed with this new show called Say I Do on Netflix.
1: Which one is Say I Do?
2: It's about, okay, these three guys, they call themselves the Gangels, G-A-Y-N-G-E-L-S, because they're gay angels. And they- Oh, yes,
1: yes, I know what it is. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes.
2: And they put on these dream <laughs> weddings for these people who like, have the most incredibly inspiring, heartbreaking, beautiful love stories. And I love it so much. I cry every episode. Honestly, <laughs> like speaking truthfully, I'm not really a crier. I don't cry very much when I watch stuff. Um, this is like the greatest show. I'm obsessed with it. I'm also watching The Floor is Lava. Um love that the show. The Floor is
1: Lava, okay. Could we just talk though? Okay. Why don't we get to see the people when they go in the lava?
2: I wanna, like, it looks like what? they, like, like They're just gone.
1: You're like, like what
2: happened to them?
1: And I wanna see them covered in whatever that Jello juice is.
2: I know, it's and driving. also The Floor is Lava producers won't reveal the secret ingredients of the lava. Right,
1: and why does everyone jump on that stupid pyramid? Do they have to? Because no person in their right mind would. It makes no sense to go onto that pyramid thing.
2: No, it for makes anything. None, none, none at all. And like, no one makes it off the pyramid. Usually. No. It's like slippery and it's weird. And it's like, why don't you just crawl on the, I don't know, the building or the little painting right. bridge. Like just right. do anything <laughs> but the pyramid. Okay. And a 90-day fiancé,
1: of course. So, you know, oh, just, you're a 90-day fiancé. My husband's a big 90-day 90, 90 fiancé.
2: I'm actually a couple seasons behind because uh, mm-hmm. I, like, binged, like, from the very beginning, like, so many seasons at once. And I was like, I need to take a break. And then everyone was like, oh, have you seen the new season? And I was like, no, but I've seen the last, like, four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Joey, thank you so much. It's always good seeing you. Congratulations on Kissing Booth 2. I'm sure there's going to be a three. I know you can't say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And just stay safe, be well, and hopefully I'll see you in person sooner than later.
2: Thank you so much. It's so good to see you.
1: Same here. Take care, Joey. Bye. Bye. That was Joey King. The Kissing Booth 2 premieres on Netflix on Friday, July 24th. That's it for today's episode of The Big Ticket. Coming up next week, you may know him from To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, or from his run on Broadway in Hamilton, or perhaps from Dancing with the Stars. Yep, I'll be chatting with Jordan Fisher. Until then, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your up to the minute Hollywood news, head over to Variety.com. Stay safe, be well, and please wear a mask. See you next time.